You're now listening to Let the Jameson Sink In with your hosts, Violet and Pav, where we discuss your anonymous perspectives and tea on real life topics from relationships, sex, politics, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Let the Jameson Sink In. This is episode number two, and we are your hosts, Pav and Violet. Yes, this is an interactive podcast. Each week we post a dilemma, topic with questions. We collect your anonymous responses, and we discuss it on the show at the end of every month. The weekly dilemma topics are shared on our Instagram stories and our highlights and the Twitter polls, and you can check them out um, any Sunday from midday. If you guys want to share your perspectives on the topics that we put out there, um, these range from relationships to sex to politics to celebrity gossip and everything in between. All you got to do is do these three simple steps. Follow us at letthejameson.podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Secondly, DM us your responses to our weekly dilemma. And thirdly, tune in every last Sunday of the month for the podcast episode available on major streaming sites, including Spotify and YouTube. Yep. Um, so our topics for this episode are... First one, should you be accountable to your partner or to your religion when you're in a relationship? And the second topic is, does the body positivity movement exclude men? Uh, for today's episode, we have four guests spanning over different time zones. So to start, we'd like to like our guests to introduce themselves and say what country they're currently in. So uh, I guess, Josh, do you want to go first? Yes. So um, as I've said, my name is Josh. I'm currently in the in Toronto right now, so uh, it's currently what, after one here. Um, yeah, that's basically me. Great. We're originally from the UK. Yeah, so I'm originally from the UK. Um, I've been here for three years now. It was three years in March. I'm currently trying to do a, a, a bit of a stint as well. Don't know how long, but we'll see how it goes. So yeah, for now I'm here. And uh, we're going to go next, Edge. Hello, I'm Edge. Um, I'm also British, but currently in the sixth, also known as Toronto, not Toronto. I know that <laughs> now. And Jem? Hi, guys. I'm, I'm Jemima. Oh, you guys can call me Jem. I am based out of Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And it's about 1.15 a.m. right here. Thank you so much um, for joining us at this time, but um, at one in the morning. No worries. And Redmond. Yes, uh, my name is Redmond. I am in the C-A-N-A-D-A, uh, Toronto specifically, uh, originally from the USA, but I don't claim that part no more. <laughs> 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 Even though I still got to file my taxes, but it's okay. <laughs> um and you know really happy to be here excited to this diverse group of time zones today on this episode thanks for joining us and me myself um Violet, but i'm actually from well calling you guys from jamaica today um it is now 12 20 p.m um sun is shining i don't know if you can hear the, the waves from the beach i'm currently at the beach side right now so you know other, other place. Well, I'm originally from the UK and I was living in Toronto. You just had to plug that you're at the beach, right? I know. 
just well we had snow yeah. this week and I'm had to, mm. I'm, gonna sit down, I'm gonna go switch to my bikini and leave. <laughs> I'm, actually, right. I'm actually happy I can't hear the beach because I would be <laughs> mad. If, if <laughs> at night where I am, I'm actually in a tree house. So I'm in like a sort of glamping type hotel and my room and bed is overlooking the sea and you can literally hear the waves of the sound that you're speaking. So as I wake up and the sun is rising, I can see the, the water from my bed and, you know, you hear the birds chirping and... You're um, just going to keep going, yeah? You're just going to keep going. <laughs> just keep... Edge, tell them how you can see the water from your place too. <laughs> oh yeah, I got, I got lake views. I live in a nice place. What can I say? My degree's paying off. <laughs> okay, um, so why don't we just um, move on to the first topic? So, should you be accountable to your partner to your relationship? Um, this sort of came about from um, earlier in the month. Um, social media kind of blew up over Derek Jackson. For those of you who don't know him, I didn't actually know about him before he actually blew up in social, to be honest. But he claims to be a relationship guru. Um, he goes around giving advice about um, what to do and what not to do when in relationships, um, giving advice to men in particular, how to stay faithful, things like that. But religion is sort of the center of what he talks about. Um, so he actually was found um, cheating on his wife. Um, that isn't the main issue. I don't think that people had a problem with. The main issue is that, number one, he is a social media influencer who built his social following on telling people how to be in relationships. So um, at what point do you know about, you know, can you not take your own advice? Um, and the second thing was that his wife actually decided to sit by him and stay with him and they even came out with a video and um, her reasoning was around the fact that you know, they both prayed about it and God has forgiven him so she has also forgiven him so you know the questions came around at what point when you're in a relationship do you be accountable to the person that you're with um, if you're in a relationship and you commit a sin such as, you know, cheating. If you've prayed about it and you say, okay, well, God has forgiven me, does that mean that your partner should automatically forgive you? Um, I do think there's a lot that can be, you know, discussed about this. And um, myself, um, I've been in a similar situation with someone who was extremely religious um, as a Christian. And I will get into maybe talking a little bit about my experience, but um, I would like to hear from um, yourself, Jem and Josh. Um, you know, have you experienced anything like this and, and how it affected you or how um, you reacted in that situation? Um, and I, I do have a question. Um, this is slightly different to being accountable to the person that you're in a relationship with, but what about the fans? Or what about the followers? Should they also be held accountable to the people that they were given this information out to? Um, are they, you know, trying to set a bad example? For example, if you're in a relationship with someone who might be abusive or something like that, um, and they're trying to use um, any sort of vice, religion or um, education or whatever it 
it might be to hold that person in that relationship? At what point do we hold these people accountable and say, actually, you can't do say one thing and do one thing on the other um, on the other hand? So um, maybe I'll hand over to you first, Josh, um, to first know about your experience. You're muted, by the way. Sorry, my bad. Um, so my experience um, was maybe a, um, a little different. It wasn't, I wasn't in a long-term relationship. I think that's important to um, mention um, as opposed to like obviously Derek Jackson. But um, I was in, a, was in a position where uh, the person's religion, I guess, it meant something to them, but they wasn't fully committed to it um, in the beginning. And then they got closer to it I guess with the when when they started doing more things that they shouldn't have been doing because obviously you know these people are going to their uh, religious place of worship and you know they're continuing to be around these people who have same views as them to talk about sin in the same way that you know the pastor does or whatever um so I guess for my situation it was a conflict within within her um so she um was around these people consistently like going to to her place of worship and uh, i think that got to her in the end um i think one of the things that happened was that she um i don't know how this works correctly as well so i don't don't want no smoke right but um basically in that religion you have to tell the person you have to tell your pastor or whatever and then the pastor kind of tells the rest of the church and they hold you accountable to the things that you're not supposed to be doing. And I think that was the turning point for her. Um, I guess the shame of that process um, basically made her choose her religion over our situation, I guess. Um, so I think she was kind of put in a difficult position, especially at the age we was at, we was in college too. Um, but... In that situation, I feel like at that age, um, I guess she felt that that was the right thing to do. Um, I don't think that she practices the same religion now, but at that time, I feel like it was something that she um, felt was the, the right path to kind of go down. So um, I feel like in that situation, just in, well, in her situation from speaking to her afterwards, I think she did the right thing. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you should have done this and you should have done that. I think when we had that conversation and that closure was kind of put out there, at first I was mad, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I was frustrated. I kind of carried that with me for many years. I'm sure I hurt many people after that because of it too. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I have to be honest, right? But um, when we did have that conversation, I understood. Like, I understood at that time where she was, what was going on with her, why she felt that she needed to kind of make that, decision for herself so um i wasn't mad at it i think um with the Derek jackson thing he does have a following right i think that's obviously very important to kind of mention and people are following his words um but i think it's important to also know that these people are still human too i think that now in this in this society people who are online are considered almost like celebrities and we kind of look at celebrities as being like higher right like they can yeah. do no wrong yeah. um i think that he's definitely 
capitalize based off of his conversations and and the fact that um he has a lot of followers and he I don't want he's he's kind of used this as a reason to try and get out of the situation and I don't think that's okay right um it's like yeah god forgive but you know do you just keep kind of going down that path and doing things like that are obviously wrong uh, morally wrong and just keep pointing down to the fact that god's going to forgive you god's going to forgive you god's going to forgive you so like um i don't agree with with that for him i think that he kind of um is misled a lot of people that he's trying to help so yeah like i totally get what you're saying um, nobody's perfect at the end of the day um and i think if he had just come out and accepted what he did as being wrong and maybe you know said you know this is what i'm going to do moving forward i'm working together with my wife but it it almost seemed as if he was brushing it off like you know what it's fine it, it happened my wife's forgiven me god's forgiven me you guys should all forgive me too and it's sort of like no actually we're human too we can't just you can't just tell us to do one thing and then do something else just expect us to roll over and, and and say okay yeah that's fine it's not fine um we do need to actually you know hold you accountable for what you've done and i feel like us as your follow well not me personally but his followers do need an apology um you know i do think he should apologize um for misleading um i also think his wife um is in a uh, probably i don't know her but a lot of maybe other women or men who are in similar situations might have seen the situation that she was in and maybe if she had reacted better they could have gotten the strength to come out of the situation themselves but now seeing what she has done and why she and how she has stuck with him and the reason that she gave they might think well actually my situation isn't as bad as hers or mine's worse but I, there's nothing i can actually do about it i might just stay in that situation so I think we just need to be careful we need to protect ourselves um especially you know the type of influence that we're allowing into our lives um and take everything with a pinch of salt but um what what was the reason that she gave us sorry I didn't I didn't really follow it after everything came out and started making a meme about her and her um her cat I was like I kind of fell off but like what was the reason that she gave to sticking with him afterwards it was she well they prayed about it and they said that you know god has forgiven them so she also basically oh yeah i think um, he i think he also said that it was they weren't together at the time or something like that right remember if if they is it cheating then if they're not together no i think that's what i don't know personally i took it as that was his excuse to try and save face that's what they I mean. were together they were married <laughs> they were definitely together. They had rings on their finger. They went together when he was cheating because she was outside of the room, but uh they were definitely together. <laughs> Let's be real. Okay. But you know what's interesting though? Well, not I guess not interesting, but it's funny that he obviously you said he built a brand off this and then people have probably left based off of his left bad relationships for cheating because of his advice, mm. but then mm. he's not practicing what he preaches. So it's like, 
people probably looking back at then thinking like, oh, did I make the wrong dis- decision or whatever? Exactly. That's another thing. People that it's, took it's, advice and then after what he's done, it's like, well, actually, why why did I listen to you then? And maybe they could have been in better situations if not. Mm. It's weird. I think that we, we're in this time now where obviously everyone's at home. Everyone's trying to find something else they can do that they can potentially profit off. And um, I feel like sometimes a lot of these people are walking into these fields. Um, and it's not to say that they're not knowledgeable about these things, but what they speak on or what they speak of is comes across as like facts. Um, and I guess that's somewhat frustrating as well um, now in this time. Is because, like, like you said, people are, are actually following a lot of these people's um, advice. Like, a lot of people are sat down right now. A lot of people have time on their hands. Like, podcasts are like a big way forward. Um, I remember seeing his face on uh, quite a lot of um, of my friends' um, Instagrams because they were posting, you know, the fact that he was saying certain things, but was speaking, you know, their truth, I guess. And um, but it's like he's—I I don't know if he's a professional in this area right what makes him a professional what makes him feel like he can kind of like say those things but then not follow through with what he's telling other people to do as well so like it's kind of frustrating um because you don't sometimes know who to listen to i think there was also like a pastor as well in a church somewhere i think i saw that too um i don't know if any of you guys saw that but he, he was another one as well had a wife was doing a madness um wow. I just don't there's, think there's probably a lot of passes like that. Well, do you know what? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's probably I have to agree on that. Okay. Um, I want to definitely um, hand over to you, Gemma, but just to say, Gemma's gonna, Jemima's gonna speak from um, her own personal experience. Um, so before we're discussing around how we feel on the outside looking in, watching what happened with Derek Jackson and his wife. But um, yeah, just, you know, obviously please share what you feel comfortable sharing with us. But I think that stories like these is what help other people. And I think this is probably how they should have handled this situation maybe and what they didn't do. Um, so yeah, Mama. Um, all right, guys, I'm just going to lay it out from a very, um, I'm a practicing Christian. So um, whatever I'm going to say is really based off my faith itself. And I mean, before going into my personal story, even in the Bible, it is clearly written that if someone is cheating on someone else in the covenant of marriage, you have full rights to leave. So if, then we technically, the Bible is the word of God, according to Christians. If God gave you the option, hey, you can leave, it's kind of counterintuitive and we would say like, oh, hey, God forgave me, so I'm going to just, you know, work on my marriage or something. He gave you a way out. So I'm um, okay, just going back to whatever that happened to me. Um, mine wasn't a situation of cheating. It was more of a manipulation. Um, I was a church leader. Um, he is still a church leader till today. And um, we got together. I met him at church camp. We were both Jesus kids. So um, we met and then we thought it was like what you said, Violet, like, you know, God at the center kind of thing. We thought he was, I thought he was the one, we thought I was the one. But along the way, we would use um, God and we would say, oh, you know, um, I prayed about it. 
and you know, I think this is the what what we should do. We would use the I prayed about it to shove a lot of things under the carpet, to not speak or to not communicate about our issues. Mm. And towards the end, um, the manipulation got so bad that it affected me. It drove me to a point of depression and suicide. But to him was he would come and tell me that oh I prayed about it. Don't worry about it. We should just move on. Mm. And brought me to a place even when we broke up and this was what triggered me the most was that even the church who assigned um, pastoral care to both of us when after we broke up when I spoke about whatever that happened of course there were more issues but I just want to honor him I don't want to say it out loud um, when I spoke to the person at hand they were like oh it's all in the past you should just forgive God has instructed us to forgive and you should just let it go and this is years and years of trauma that in a word, in a sentence, they say, just let it go. And I carried this with me post-breakup for about, I think until January this year, when I realized and when I sat down with people of my same faith, but we shared a very similar mindset where like, you know, it is correct to forgive, but it's not right for us to just let it go. The Christians will use the term grace. Oh, you know, God gives grace and whatever. There is grace. We should always give grace to people, but there is consequence. Mm. So even if we shove it under the carpet and we'd be like, oh, you know, God forgave, blah, blah, blah. God is also, or whoever the higher being we pray to, they do see what we do and there is consequences to all our actions, you know. And in the same way of like Gary Johnson, and I think, I don't know if you guys know Carl Lentz. He was a Hillsong pastor who we all found out. He was Justin Bieber's pastor, per se. And he was caught cheating of his wife for about, I think he and his wife were married for about 14, 15 years. They had they have three beautiful kids. And he, this man stood on the pulpit preaching about the faith. And behind everyone's back, he was doing something that was considered extremely wrong even in the secular world. So I would honestly say the, to the people that are following this guy, God or whoever the high being, they gave us free will. They, they gave us wisdom. We should use it and we should be like, okay, this guy's saying something wrong. And you know, our intuition would speak straight away. And yeah, we should call them out. We should be more, we should hold them accountable to whatever they're doing. But it's also, for us to have our own peace of mind, we should just walk away from them and not give them that room to speak more about whatever delusional thoughts they have about God or whatever higher being. You know, that's just my thoughts on this right now. Honestly, um, it's definitely the along the lines of what I'm thinking. Even though no one is perfect, I have an issue with you were in this situation. And you even went to other leaders or other people in your community and in your church. And they're also trying to, you know, brush it under the carpet and not really trying to address the issue at hand. And this is what I have an issue with. Why can't we all just be honest and just say, no one is perfect. We all make mistakes. This is a mistake that I have made. And this is what I'm doing to overcome that. And it just seems like there's no accountability in certain things it's, it's like it's okay i've been forgiven um it's okay my religion or my faith or it's okay um my education tells me this 
it's okay because but no it's not okay and you also have to think about who who you're sending this message to you know who else is seeing yeah. um what what you're what you're preaching and if you're not practicing what you're preaching um what who are you then to point your finger at me to say that I'm not doing something right um me personally I think I try to live my life in a good way I try and help people when I can I try and do good things but I don't like um someone to come to me and say actually you might go to hell because you don't go to church or actually you're not good because you don't do this but actually why are you pointing your finger at me to say what I'm doing I hope that you're living your life in the perfect way that you're you're expecting me that I should be living my life in yeah um so these are some of the things that I personally just have um, issues with. Um, I was with a guy once who was a very strict Christian. And this was when I was a Christian. I was really young, probably 18, 19. Um, and we were together and his parents were pastors. Um, but he had a sort of um, aggressive and controlling tendency about him to the point where I think there was one day he came over to my house and my dad cooked dinner and I was bringing him dinner. So I was carrying a plate um, of food to him and the plate was hot and I put the food down on the table and the cutlery wasn't down yet. And he shouted at me and was like, how do you expect me to eat this? I haven't got any, you know, cutlery to eat. And I was like, can you give me a chance? And, but it was the, the things he said after, you know, if you want to be a good wife of God, you have to, listen to your husband like and this is all in the same conversation of me just bringing your plate to put down and he used to say things like um you know that skirt you're wearing it's not appropriate you shouldn't have earrings in um because the bible says da, 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 you need to dress this way you need to dress that way and then it started making me get really self-conscious about everything that i'm doing oh am i am i not like can I not dress like this? Is this not okay? Am I not allowed to comb my hair in this way? I had like um, texturized hair at the time. It's like, you should be natural. And it's at what point are you now trying to control me as a person and inflicting your own and imposing your own beliefs onto me? And I, I think there's a thin line at some, some point. Um, Edge, what do you think about so everything you guys have said has been incredibly triggering to me. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. So for me, growing up in a Christian household, or at least a Christian manifesting, or or I would say, yeah, yeah, I would say I, a Christian manifesting household. I'm Nigerian. Both my parents went to um, church. They took me to church every Sunday. My dad made sure that we went every Sunday as well. My mom being a nurse and sometimes she wouldn't be able to go. But then you would look at the behaviors in the marriage, going back to what you said about who is then listening. So I'm going to church. I'm hearing what the pastor is saying. Um, I'm going to church. I'm hearing what my parents are telling me. But in their marriage, I don't see any of the things, any of the teachings manifested um, to the point where when my, my parents are divorced now, but and that's because my dad had several affairs, but it took a while for my mom to walk away from that situation. And a lot of it was down to perception. What will people think? Because I've given up on my marriage. Um, pressure from the community, in particular, the Nigerian community, um, talking about, you know, think about your children, think about your marriage, uh, you know, all of those things. My main issue 
in this context, which is once you're in a marriage, is I feel like most of the time, the transgressor is the man. And because a lot of people who are religious also have a traditional patriarchal view of what a marriage should be, when a man transgresses, we're all very quick to look at all the defense mechanisms for why we should continue upholding his behavior because he's the head and the woman is the neck. Okay. And this is why I felt personally distressed when, okay, he's messed up, he's been exposed, and he also felt the need to bring his wife along and then for the spotlight to also be on her for the things that he had done. It's mm -hmm. to me, it's, it's about you do have to be accountable to your partner. Um, because what you do, as you said, has consequences. Nothing that we do happens in a silo. If you hurt yourself at some point, you're going to hurt other people who love you. Mm -hmm. If you do certain behaviors, you are spreading that around. And for me as the child, like I'm, I'm a woman, right? So I think to some extent I was naturally going to side with my mom, but say I was a boy, say I was a boy and I saw my father do all of these things that he did do what view would that have given me of marriage and what, how would I then have behaved in the marriage would I ever have been comfortable to say to my to my partner I'm sorry that I messed up or would I have gone let's pray on it and brush it under the carpet so that's me that's mainly my issue is that too many times when it comes to religious stories um it's the woman that ends up getting the short end of the stick. I can also speak of, you know, and this is within marriage. I've, I personally run a mile when a man tells me that he's God fearing. <laughs> and normally it's because I think you want your cake and to eat it too. If you are God fearing, okay, that's cool. What are the, what are the rules by which you live by? Most of these guys will tell you they're God fearing, but they still want to have sex before marriage. Most of these guys will tell you that they're modern and God fearing, but they still, they still want you to do the dishes. Like you said, and you'll just be out here surprised thinking, oh, because you've told me you're God fearing, because you told me you're a good Christian, or let's not even get into Muslims. I'm dating Muslim guys as well. And they'll tell me they're super Muslim. Why are you trying to date a heathen? I don't understand. Is this not haram? <laughs> Why are you talking to me? I don't understand. Why are you coming to bother me? There are many women out there. You've come to seek me out instantly. Instantly. I know that you're not about your, 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 your business. You're not about your, your mantra. And now you want to drag me into this world. Like, I just feel like it says too much about you. And the biggest example I'm going to leave with you guys, just so that everyone can have a little laugh is I have a friend who used to date a really religious dude. And she wasn't religious at all, but he was. And they knew this going in. And she said, you know, I completely respect your religion. You need you can practice what you want to practice. Now, they would make love. And instantly after they made love, he would leave her, go to the corner of the room and pray for her sins out loud. Perfect. So you have literally taken part in this sin willingly. Some would say splendidly. And now... <laughs> And now you want to pray for my sins. Like, it doesn't make sense. To me, that doesn't make sense. And Wait, that's why... You're praying for their sins collectively or her sin? Well, it really <laughs> is his sin because he's the one that's religious. But yeah. their, their sins, you know, forgive us oh. for like our carnal, you know, whatever. So it's, to me, I just feel like that's a really horrible place to be in. You can't enjoy your time with your partner because you know that you are kind of you're 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 morally 
going against what they say they believe in. So every time that you're around them, you're a test. Every time that you're around them, potentially you're making their, their faith weaker. And I'm sorry for me, I think all the accountability in that situation is with, with the religious person. You have that relationship with God. You need to t- take that seriously. And you shouldn't be entering into situations where you know there's going to be temptation and you're not going to be able to keep up so that when you mess up, it's all on God again because God sees everything. No, you do need to use, like Jem said, your wisdom and and stay away from temptation. Like, you know, th- th- you have choices and you should make better ones. Sorry. Yeah, totally agree with that. And I also think they should be accountable to people like around them, like, you said your children um your children are seeing your behavior if you're trying to preach something to your child um but then you're doing something when you get at home um then what how do you expect your child to behave they'll be they'll definitely be confused um so 100 i think there should be accountability all around i think there are very few people who think like that though i i'm not gonna go out here and say that like you know nobody does but i think for the most part people think with their own interests first mm-hmm. before they start yeah. thinking about the interests of like other people right because um i guess th- this is th- this is the thing that you know people someone said it earlier on i think people are not honest with themselves and i think when you start apologizing and and, and accepting the things that you've done um you then don't have control over the outcome right, with certain people. And I think that although people make these decisions to go and do certain things, like they don't they don't particularly want to lose the people who it's going to affect the most, right? Like they still want to be in that marriage because they've spent God knows how many years to do the, to, to build that. And they've got a family now and they're tied together with like mortgage and whatever else. Like I think that um, people don't want to have, less control over what the outcome will be which is why a lot of people are honest with the actions i feel anyway so i you know i, well, I think we're a selfish race and you know it's just, um, to actually be honest with each other is like a What's very it? difficult thing for a lot of people Un- unpopular male opinion here right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say i think a big part of these issues are men's fault yeah, and and a lot of it has to do with it's not just the religious portion that's the issue. It's the it's the cultural upbringing, the cultural teaching. It's the it's the societal teachings, you know, that go into these things. And when you have created a society as men, where you are the superior person, quote unquote, in in life, and then you get into these relationships. Like I don't know Derek Jackson's situation with his wife. But it could be one of those things where now there's been so much dependency on him now, right? The, he's She's completely dependent upon him mm-hmm. because he's the breadwinner. He's, I don't know exactly what she does, if she, you know what I mean? So a lot of times there are a lot of women that want to leave relationships, that want to leave marriages, but they can't. Why? Because they are now, they have their, no independence. They don't have their own bank accounts. Yeah. They don't have their own money. They don't have any way to get out. And the only thing is to stay. And that's historically what would happen in the past is why a lot of you know people ask why why do people who got married in the 50s and 60s stay married because those situations then created that type of hierarchy where it was a necessity 
to even be able to do that. Like you, you wanted to get away from your parents as a woman. Okay, you go get married to the guy around the street. But then the guy around the street wants to control everything you do, but do whatever he wants. And that's this is not like something. This is not like last year. This is since men were like, "Yo, we're better." Okay, women, they all right. You know, they got some great things about them. You know what I mean? But we are like, we're smarter. We're the most like, you know what I mean? Like a hundred years ago, it's like, now it's great to see women can have different jobs, different careers. A hundred years ago, if a woman was like, can we vote? And the men would be like, vote? What? No, (laughs) voting is only for men. Only men can do that. Oh, can we hold office in in government? Hold office? No, that's a man thing. That's the only only men. ladies. Oh yeah, go make me a sandwich. <laughs> Honestly, I've I've had the argument so many times, but I think now women, because women are becoming so much more independent, a lot of there's a lot more women who are working more than men now. There are women who are doing yeah. doing it all, um, being single moms, having our own. We don't feel as dependent on men as we used to. So I think this is probably something that happened throughout time. Maybe back in the days it was more acceptable. You'd have men in power that would have several wives, several concubines, and things like that. It was like an acceptable form of having several relationships or, or or what have you. And it was okay to do whatever. But now we're so independent as women and we, we now realize that we actually don't need men in our lives. Like we want men in our lives or we want a partner in our life, but we don't actually need to have this alpha person there. So it's just come yeah. to a situation now where we're actually not having it basically and we're calling it out as it is we're, we're calling out this is these are situations that have happened throughout time as you said they've always been there there's always been transgressions there's always been people trying to control people in certain situations um yeah. and you know before if you have dependents if you have children if you have whatever um the situation is you're, you're tied into a house you have a mortgage you have you know if you go off can you do better now we we can go off and we can do better. We're just we're just not having it, and we're we're shining light on that situation. I feel like, with the exception of within religious institutions, and that is where the double standard comes. That is why we don't understand this Derek Jackson situation, and why we yeah. were so why we think this woman is in an abusive relationship because we can't fathom in today's society yeah. that a woman would be so blatantly disrespected at a global scale and she would go that's my man I'm saying you know <laughs> like to us was just like that's crazy but in we have to like in those institutions yeah. they equate being good to being forgiving and to tolerance and to staying and to letting the man lead the household you know so mm-hmm. it's 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 and I don't understand how those two things coexist. And that's why I feel so nervous when I date religious people is because I'm yeah. like, how are we going to compromise on these things? Because I think I'm a modern woman and the things that you want are really in the past. So unless we do this thing a hundred percent traditional, I don't know how this is going to work because the in-between to me is confusing. I actually have a question for the gem. Do you feel like there's some form of conflict um, within, obviously, you're Christian and you were in that situation? For example, you went to other people in, you know, church and they were sort of backing whatever the situation that you were in. 
and they didn't really see it from your perspective. How do you now feel about situations like that? Obviously, still being mm. a woman, and how do you feel that you will move forward with this in new relationships? Just to correct you there, Violet, I was I didn't go to the person or the pastor at post breakup. All right. I got assigned. So basically they assigned some assigned a pastor to look after me per se. Wow. And um this was a pastor that I knew, this was a pastor that I worked with as a church leader, and I thought she would be someone I could be safe with. And in the end it turned out to her just sweeping everything under the carpet and keeping that guy in gold standard. Whereas for me, along the way, they started pushing me away from a lot of church stuff mm-hmm. to a point I just told them, like, here's your leadership. Take it. I'm out. So I'm not saying I'm less of a penalized for his behavior. Yes, I was the one being penalized and he was for being his penalized. behavior. Wow. He was being fine. To this day, he's fine. To this day, he's still golden boy. Whereas I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I still believe in my God, but I have my my perception has changed so so much because to me, if the institution of church would allow this type of things to just be swept under the carpet, it is not God. It is not. It's not the higher being. It is the people that follow the higher being. Yeah, yeah. And they can manipulate any holy text according to whatever the hell they want to be. Mm-hmm. In the same way, I think Ed, you said like how the patriarchy is such a big deal in a lot of religions, right? It's because it is morphed and manipulated in a way that, oh, the men are up here, the women are actually below here. When the fact of the matter is, women and men are always equal. And it did change my perception. I currently do not want to date any Christian guy. The minute he says he's Christian, I'm running the other direction. You're edge, you're edge, you're like, you got a relay racer with you right now. Pass the baton. <laughs> we can okay. run together. <laughs> I've come to a point where like I would I wouldn't even date people in my country. Because I just like I, I just need a fresh start. I'm oh, out. that's a <laughs> but that aside, but looking on the other end, right? Because um my parents are pretty faithful. I will never use the word religious on them. They're very, very faithful Christians. And they've been married forty two years. They're, yeah, forty two next week, literally. Wow, and that's amazing. Exactly. They got married in 1979. They waited 18 full years before they had a kid. Me. Oh. So, yeah, they lived their life. They lived their youth. Oh. And I, I remember growing up looking at my parents and these are people who, who are religious, who are faithful, who go to church every Sunday, Bible study on Wednesday, prayer meetings on Saturdays. We had prayer meetings at home, the whole thing. And I see my dad honor my mom so much and my mom honoring my dad so much that I sat down with my dad and I asked him like how did you keep this marriage for so long because 40 years is a feat you want you know, to, to wake up and see this person every day yeah and is- my dad just said like you know when you choose a person you're choosing them every day and I decide to find the good in your mom every single day and if this is the person God wanted me to be with I will decide to love her every single day and this is coming from a six foot tall man telling me that in the most strictest Tamil uncle form that he loves my mom every single day (laughs) and both of them seeing both of them the way they behave my dad's in his 70s my mom is in her late 60s now 
two days they they joke with each other they my dad plays pranks on my mom and to see that happening it gives me hope that there are still christians they fear god so much and honor the marriage and honor the relationships they have with each other and if i find a guy that's like my dad i mean not daddy issues but like in a good way that is someone like my dad who honors me the way he honors my mom of course i would date a christian guy of course i would get married with a christian guy because you know faith is beautiful religion is restrictive faith is a beautiful place to just grow and to love and to christians god is love and if we we restrict ourselves to find out like having rules to love and to honor i think that is a problem and that is constructed by mankind itself it's all because of the church or people in the church it's not about god at all we cannot blame god in this type of situations i have a question i have two questions yeah. actually one question is um when you say a pastor is assigned to you to look over you like what is what are their actual responsibilities um, um when when you know quote unquote looking over you basically to check up on me to make sure like i don't go in the wrong path like you know the smokes and the drinks and the the world per se i mean i was there at a certain point but they were supposed to look after me to help me through the whole breakup process but you know a lot of pastors are not counselors by training or like psychologists by training right they just become because of a call or something and they don't really know how to handle this type of situations and the only thing they will base off is the bible and again the bible can be manipulated right so when i saw this pastor actually saying something that my logical mind knew was wrong and i'm a prayerful person and my spirit in my spirit i was like no something's wrong i completely said i'm not going to continue with this because if i were to be someone who just like gave in I would have been manipulated again by the institution of church to believe that I was wrong and the guy was right. And then God forgives. And I don't want to be in that position because I have faith in my God. I have a relationship with my God and yeah, he gave us wisdom and I used wisdom on this. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, that answers it. That answers it. Yeah. And uh, my second question, I changed my mind. I'm not going to ask no more. All right, sure. <laughs> Can I ask one in that place, though? Um, yeah, sure. So, um, obviously, like like you said, you were still being um, um, somewhat mentored by other people in the church after you break up. Um, yeah. Obviously, you are seem like a very strong person who was able to uh, trust in your own instincts to not kind of continue down that path. Um, what do you think was the definitive? What do you think was the difference that made you um, believe in your own like instinct versus a lot of other people who tend to just kind of repeat the cycle with with other people in the church? That's a good question. I think um, to me, I have grown up knowing that whatever I have with the higher being, God, Jesus, is very personal. And even if it's a pastor, this is something my parents drilled into me. Even if it's a pastor or a church leader that says something, use your wisdom, use your intuition. 
because they are human and humans are flawed. But a lot of times, especially currently in the Christian world, like we hold pastors as God themselves. We don't read our Bible. We don't do our devotions. Nothing. We take. We go. To, we go to church on Sunday. Get the adrenaline shot, and listen to whatever they say and quote them or like repost whatever the short clips on our stories. Then actually be really deep into our holy text. And for me, because I've learned over time to be very careful with what I listen to and what I, what I listen to, what I read. And when I pray, I kind of have this, this intuition in me, like something's right or something's wrong. And I feel that if you really want to listen to a pastor, you got to be strong yourself because people can be sweet. You can be sweet very, very easily. I hope that answers. about yeah. just knowing what feels right and what feels wrong. Yeah. Right? Not, not, you know, just blindly following. And especially with social media now, everyone has a say. Everyone that claims that they're Christian has, a, has something to say about the Bible or about who God is. It's about, it's literally all about us. We should think like, okay, this person is talking, but maybe it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. We have to look at the credibility and what is so, so painful right now. And, I think you guys have heard about this whole Ravi Zacharias situation where he was one of like the biggest names in the Christian world and post his death, we found out that he had a lot of um, extramarish, like basically he had an affair and he had multiple affairs throughout his 40 years of ministry. And when the Christians found out, we were very disappointed and we couldn't look at him the same way anymore. So it goes back to the people who knew God, the people who knew the Bible, had a very strong intuition that something is wrong. But the majority of the Christian world who do not know the word self or do not have a relationship with God set him on a pedestal. And when the whole thing broke, so many people resorted to atheism and things like that. So yeah, it's about our relationship with God, honestly. Pastors are human. People are human. They will disappoint. That, in, that alone, that statement alone, is, is, can be applied in any scenario or with, with, yeah. with anyone. We should really stop putting people on pedestals. We really should, like celebrities, social media influencers, we have to just remember they are people just like us. They just do things yeah. just as they're trying to navigate this world just as much as we are, right? They might have, um, they might understand something differently or better to how we do but we should not have them on a pedestal that they are perfect because that's when we start to get disappointed when they do something that's out of our expectation. Yeah, of course. Um, honestly, this conversation, I think it was needed to have. We, we needed to yeah. have this. Um, well, I needed to have this. And hopefully um, the listeners as well needed to hear this because um, it's just shedding the light on some of you know the, the things that we think goes on and how, you know, our own opinions that. To send in your anonymous responses to The Weekly Dilemma and to get a preview of the next episode's topics, follow us at letthejameson.podcast on all platforms. We're your hosts, Pam Violet. Thank you for listening. Always drink and share responsibly.